Ace. Daniel? <laughs> Whoa, hey. What are you even doing here? My friend's performing tonight. I, I produced some of his tracks. What are you doing here? Oh, um, my friend Molly had suggested this place. Where we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a coincidence. How was your birthday? It was chill, you know, um, nothing special. Well, we celebrating tonight. Let me get you a drink. Okay. <laughs> what you want? A vodka tonic. Two vodka and tonics. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little scene. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I was, really do. Yeah. Mm, what do you think of it? Um, I miss Issa. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I can't we were, wait. When we were like, you know, doing like deciding on the skit, I'm I'm over here trying to convince P Ryan to like, can we do more? Because <laughs> I just love the scene. It was it was a great scene. Daniel's smile is illuminating yes, among the space. Other things that Daniel has. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. So I love it. That. Was it was a dope scene? That was I think what the second episode of season no, one. No, season one, episode one. One. Yeah. Okay, so it so just it started off, off with greatness. With yeah. A mess. <laughs> oh, so so good. But for those Running of into you, exes. yeah, yeah, those of you who don't, you know, remember, Issa ran into her ex Daniel, and it was actually really not that awkward. It wasn't. Yeah, she was. You could tell that she was a little nervous. Absolutely. Um, and that's just you know it just made a great scene because mm-hmm. Issa is such a great actress and she's great at. Um, Doing just acting did. real in, mm-hmm. in a scenario like how this shit would probably go down. You know what I mean? So if I know so I many Lisa, people absolutely. related. Me. You, you <laughs> <laughs> Was homeboy smile like that? Who? Was homeboy smile like that? Which homeboy? Okay, you said me. So I'm thinking you were in no, this I'm just situation. Saying, no, no, no. You before. know I don't got no man, never have. Y'all see, I was May trying not. to bait him in too because no, I was no, about no, to no, take no. it right back to the no, last no, episode. No. Like, remember y'all? <laughs> I shed what I said. Okay, but what you shed was <laughs> some <laughs> bullshit. Okay, because you know I don't got no man. <laughs> Look, Perron good too because he stay on that train. He will not let me trick him and get into getting off. What is there to trick when the truth is I have nobody? Because when you do trickery... The, the trick, trick comes, comes back, back to bite, okay? <laughs> and as we get through the show, we'll know there's some biting ass tricks out here, okay? Okay. What's okay. up, y'all? <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Pat. Mm. <laughs> the Will Hung Up have? Podcast. This episode was brought to you by <laughs> Red Wine and Whiskey, okay? I w Square Wine and Whiskey. But welcome a little to little spirit mixed up a little spirit all for the spirits. Hey, hallelujah! To get you lifted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. But yeah. another episode of the Hung Up Podcast where you may have run into your ex, and it could, may or may not be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And y'all may or may not have had some vodka tonic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but we'll never hang up on you. Nope. Okay. As always, guys, <laughs> I am P Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P R Y N. I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D. Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. As always, continue to send all your listener feedback, comments, love to hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes. And thank you guys so much, as always, for your ratings. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. 
on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, um, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find a man who will one day realize that the best thing he could do for himself is to be by himself. And that brings <laughs> us to our listener feedback. Okay. <laughs> so again, guys, thank you so much for sending your emails to hunguppod at gmail.com. We have a, some listener feedback today or a follow-up from one of our awesome listeners, EJ. What's up, EJ? For those of you who don't remember, um, he came seeking advice actually for a friend. His mm-hmm. friend was with this guy for however long, um, finally broke up with the guy after years of investing in this person and not getting what he deserved back, mm. moved to the West Coast, and then reconnected with the ex and was tempted to move back. So... Here we go, about to jump into this update from EJ. Hey guys, sorry it took such a long time to update y'all on what happened with my friend, quote unquote, Mark. No worries, EJ, but Loki, I thought we chased you away (laughs) because our advice was a little harsh. (laughs) Okay, but after listening to what was said, a couple things fell into place for both him and myself. For my friend Mark, he realized that he did need to spend time figuring out who he was again. And, or sorry, who he is again, now that he's single. He told me that the majority of his desire to go back to his ex was because after being with the guy for nine years, he didn't know how to be single anymore. But he decided he needed time to rediscover himself again and just be Mark. For myself, I realized that I'm too involved in what goes on in my friends' lives. Somewhere along the road, I became somewhat of a father-like figure in their lives, trying to direct and protect them instead of being supportive. Mm -hmm. My friends basically told me that I father them all the time. When I look back at it, I can see why they would say that. But in my defense, I didn't have anyone looking out for me when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I vowed to myself that anyone I cared about would know that I've always had their back. I'm a Leo, and I tend to be very protective of my pride, LOL. (laughs) So here of lately, I've taken a step or two back, and I also put more focus on myself. And I must say, I think my friends are liking the improved me, and I'm rather enjoying the new me myself. It's rather nice not being in everyone's business. Four agreements, five. Five. My business. (laughs) And focusing more on my own business. Who knew sweeping around my own front door more often would be so freeing? It truly is a blessing, okay? Yeah. Um, and then the last paragraph that he sent was basically a whole bunch of thank yous. You are so welcome. Thank you for updating us. And I think it's so funny that we the Hung Up Pod is creating a trend because he said, um, FYI, me and my friends um, are starting to have a Hung Up Night. It's kind of like a book club where we gather at our place um, and... Listen to the podcast also with our Merlot, White Zinfandel, or whatever drink of choice is for the night. So if y'all listen to us with a drink of choice, come on and email us and tell us what it is. We might drink it on the show. Okay. That is so dope, y'all. Yes, yes. That is so dope. Much love from the West Coast. Thank you, West Coast. Come on, book club, babysitter's club. Yeah. But how did you (laughs) feel about that letter? I think the focusing on self for both people in this letter is... It's so powerful, right? It because was. focusing on yourself and minding your business is truly a blessing. And it really allows, like, especially when you're trying to help a friend, it allows them to kind of figure things out on their own mm-hmm. and really be okay with whatever decision they wind up with or they wind up making. I fucks with that. Yeah. 
The other thing that really stood out to me was his intention was to get help with his friend and he ended up getting rehabilitated. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's that's pretty dope. It's really awesome. Um, and it also, you know, it goes to show that, you know, EJ um, is receptive to, to learning. He, he, he understands that while, you know, Yeah, I just I just think <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I just think it's really dope. I, I lost my train of thought for a second, but just the, just the fact that one expectation turned into a different outcome. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say, yeah. and a really good one at that. So shout out to all of you guys, um, and just shout out to you all having a hung up night. Like that's pretty cool. Yes, I I, I just, fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, come hang out. Thank you so much night. again, EJ. Much love can I to get an you. Invite? Would you? Huh? He's like, can you get an invite for the hung up night? Oh, I'm sure you can. Okay, because you got some fans out here, and don't. don't forget, you guys. I didn't forget, so I hope you didn't either. One of these episodes that I lead, there Stop will it. be a Stop matchmaker it. with Eric Stop type it. of episode. So send in mm. why you feel like you would be a good match for the doll, so we can get it popping. Okay. Anyway, boo, Not how was your week? Turn out well. You know, it's gonna turn out great. Okay. I don't need all that. Listen, call me Patty. What's her name? Patty Singer. Just call me Patty. Okay. <laughs> the podcast matchmaker. Patty mayonnaise. Patty Patty Singer. <laughs> That's her name. Or singer. Bitch, how was your week? <laughs> P Ryan, I've been waiting to sit down with you. We're sitting. And the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Because this week, you guys, it was pure, unadulterated invasion of privacy. Like, shout out to Cardi. Um, I really felt like that sums up my week. What do you mean? Invasion of privacy. So, you guys know that last week... I mentioned that I would be attending my friend's funeral, mm -hmm. which was on Friday. Beautiful funeral. You know, he was sent home in the way that he should have been. Pastor sung, I Won't Complain. That song got me together. Yeah. It was just really a Love beautiful it. service. Um, yeah. I'm sure, you know, folks that have lost people close to you, it, it changes you. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you, it's a lesson. And, and um, grieving the death of someone that you know is really close to you, yeah. so went to the funeral. Did the, did you know what I needed to do? Saw folks. It was really cool. Um, went to work shortly after that, and as I'm walking through my office door, the person who sits at the front desk is like, "Listen, Eric, I just want to let you know, it." They've been in your office all morning. They've been waiting for you to get here. They left a note on your desk. Oh, my goodness. Don't log into your computer. Like, just make sure you call them first before you do anything. So I'm already, like, after coming off of such, like, an emotional, like... Yeah, you're like, what's going on? Half of my day was, like, spent in, like, one world. And now I'm coming to work just trying to, like, wrap my head around. Yeah. Which I probably should have taken the day off. They for left real, a real. note in your hallway. <laughs> By the time you're reading, your laptop gone away. Right. <laughs> was good. He good, y'all. He good. It was all my spirit. 
So I'm like a little shook. I'm like, yes. yo, what is, okay, I'm not going to ask her any questions, but I'm just like, okay, like uh-huh. I'm going to go, you know, call IT. So I get in there and there's a, you know, note on my desk from IT, give them a call. They come down and basically let me know that my work computer was hacked. Yikes. And they had to like kind of quarantine my office, run a whole bunch of diagnostic tests, whatnot. Finally, like cleared it out. Following day, they came to me with a little more like stats and info. They're asking me questions like, you know, what did you do last night? Were you like, because they have a log and they can see when the hack actually infected the computer, which was Mm. at 8.30 p.m. I wasn't at work. Okay. When this happened. So they're asking me, like, that night around 8.30, like, what was going on? What were you doing? So I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. And then I said, whoa, something weird did happen last night. Oh, my gosh. And the IT guy was like, well, what? I said, well, I was trolling Instagram. And I went to a page. I'm not going to say the name of the person because they're pretty popular. They have millions of followers. Um, Is it a porn star? They're Instagram personality. Oh, okay. So I won't say their name, but I went to their page and clicked on a link on their page, and Mm. it was straight up spam. And I knew it was spam because when I clicked on the link, I immediately started getting like weird phone calls from different numbers, weird texts, like from unknown numbers. So I knew something was like up, right? So I told them, and they were like, yo, that, that was it. Because what happened was... It infected my phone. That's actually where the virus was. Wow. It infected my phone. And when I went to work the following day, I connect. So the network that we have set up at work, it's not just a regular Wi-Fi where you connect with the password. Sure. Like when I first started this job, IT had to come down and like, you know, do stuff to my laptop and my, and my phone in order for me to have access to the Wi-Fi network at work. Mm-hmm. So... When I got to work the next day and I connected to the Wi-Fi, the virus jumped from my phone into my work computer. computer. Oh, just jump. Just jump. Okay. The the really crazy part about that was is that the virus um, got access to my work ID and my password. Yikes. So it had access to, you know, a lot of personal information. So I had to go through some stuff with that. Um, At work, had to run stuff, you know, virus on my computer, on my cell phone. But it was just a little crazy for me because, um, you know, they don't really know what was compromised, mm-hmm. what they had, what they accessed. They knew they had my work ID and my password, but they just don't know what they actually access with that sure. information. Sure. So, you know, I'm over here just like hoping, wishing and praying that nothing crazy happens and that I'm cool. Yeah, we speak against that. So that was kind of like one part of it. The next part of the... invasion of privacy was someone that I'm talking to right now um, kind of a you know crazy situation we're not you know committed or anything like that but we've been casually talking and um, it's been cool right so this week I got a text from an unknown number and the text was quite vulgar I'm not going to say what it was (laughs) But it was a pretty vulgar text, right? I'm like on the edge of my seat. <laughs> and it was an unknown number. So once again, I'm still in this mode of like folks text, like weird text, weird phone numbers, like what, you know what I mean? Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't respond to it. About two hours later, they text me back. 
and was like, do you know who this is? And I'm like, nah, I don't actually know who this is. So Homeboy basically tried to play this shit off as if we had met on like a dating app like months ago, like a long time ago. Starts to send me all these like raunchy ass pictures. So I'm like, this is interesting and weird, right? Yeah. And the person doesn't really look familiar. So, long story short, <laughs> he ended up confessing who he was. Um, he was propositioning me for sex. He wanted me to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And once he realized that I wasn't down for that, he admitted. He was like, you know what? I'm not even like into you like that, but... Um, I realized that you, you know, been talking to my ex for for a while now. Oh, this is too much. And he signed into the iMessage on my laptop a long time ago, and he never signed off. And I've been watching you guys text, and I know what. Yeah. And he was like, I basically was trying to sleep with you so I could run back and tell him. Eric, are you crazy? Are you serious right now? I'm dead ass. No, that's too much. This show is done. <laughs> we don't got shit else to talk about. Because that's crazy to me. Crazy, right? Invasion of privacy this week. That's, that's why I said why this shit is like crazy. It? What? So, mission failed, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think the crazy part about this is that shit like this happens all the time. Messy ass shit. Where you have jealous ass ex-boyfriends that wow. are trying to get with new bays. Boyfriend, to go throw it, to go throw it back face. in their it's face, and I wasn't the one. Like it just wow. wasn't happening. And of wow. course, like I told homeboy that I've been talking to all about it. Yeah, and you know we had to deal with it. I won't go too much into it, other than invasion of privacy, y'all. And at first, I'm thinking, wow, folks really don't have any boundaries when it comes to other people's privacy and just overall respect. Boundaries in general, no. But I thought it. about that again, and I'm like, nah, it's really they don't have any respect and boundaries for themselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The residuals of all this privacy invasion had me, like, dreaming crazy because that particular night, I had a nightmare, and I don't have nightmares often, but I had this nightmare where someone kept trying to break into my apartment, and I couldn't stop it. And it just kept repeating over and over and over again. Um, it's just, it was kind of like freaky and scary because you guys yeah. think about all the stuff that you text your friends or your lover or someone that you're talking to or dating. Imagine somebody watching your text thread for an unknown amount of time and you're not aware of it. You know what I mean? Invasion of privacy. They could have screenshot it information, addresses, personal information, pictures, whatever. You don't know what they have at this point. Just like yeah. the hacker on my computer, you know what I mean? Like I don't know what they had ac- what they got access to. So that yeah, that's <laughs> wow. Wow, wow. That that was my week and just to end it on more of a positive note and my check-in on a more positive note. Um work asked me to take on a huge project, huge project where I'm leading it and it's really going to make, it's, it's, it's big, it's, it's a huge project and I'm honored. However, today I find myself in this position where I had to advocate for myself because I won't do it for free. I won't do it for free, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So 
the thing about it is, though, and the lesson in that to the people listening is that you have to be mindful in how you approach these type of situations, especially at work. How we choose to navigate can go in our favor or go all the way to the left. So that's been a week. That's a week. Hacking, hacking, more hacking, and just, um, you know, good opportunities, but having to also advocate for myself. You guys want me? You think I'm great? You got to show me. You know what I mean? Mm. Just verbally telling me that is not enough. Because believe it or not, I only come to work because I need money. Yeah. That's the only reason why I work. Lil' Kim said it. So, I'm going to throw shade if I can't get, get paid. paid. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Okay. Securing the bag. And just trying to um, regain my sanity. Yeah. Because I'm sorry this week was a trying-ass fucking week. Y'all. Sounds like it. You know? So. Yeah. Yikes. <sighs> what about you, P. Ryan? Well. well. <laughs> <laughs> I must say that my experiences were a lot less dramatic <laughs> and a lot less crazy. Um, you know, I kind of went through my regular cycle. Um but I'm excited because this week is Black Philly Black Pride Week. Um, so a lot of events are happening yeah. um, this weekend. I'm sure will be a bunch of fun. Pen relays. Pen relays as well, yeah. So Starting you know, today, all actually. the fine men will be in the city. Yeah. Um, so my spirit is ready. I don't know about yours. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to tip out a little bit this weekend. <laughs> okay? Um, also, we know the weather is definitely warming up. And it really feels like... My social calendar and, like, the social calendar of my friends are just getting more and more full as the days go by, right? Mm-hmm. Planning a trip here, planning a trip there. want to go to this festival. want to go to this party. So I'm just really excited about everything that's happening in this warmer season. But at the same time, I was just, like, in my head thinking about it. And I'm like, there is still work to be done, bitch, right? And not, like, schoolwork, but social interaction work, right? So... My hope is, like, for this show, we can, like, have different social topics as the weeks go by and as we head into summer, kind of like a summer preparation, and talk about different things that we anticipate we might face in this warmer weather. So, the first thing I wanted to talk about, which leads us right up into that topic, right, (laughs) is the potential of you running into past booze, past lovers, past anyone who fell out of the platonic like realm for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So as I mentioned before, we're about to hit up, like, you know, all these little events or whatever. We're going to be out at, or hopefully we will be out <laughs> at oh, we will. Black Pride this weekend, right? So many things are going on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like unless we're planning to go to events that are just not in the city and not, you know, in our local sphere, more than likely we're going to run into somebody who you know, we had a romantic connection with or who we had a physical connection with or who, you know, you were close at one point, but then things kind of phased out. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's completely unavoidable, Mm -hmm. right? And I think, though, at the same time, whenever these things happen and whenever, like, in the past I've seen people run into their exes, it's always awkward, right? So with Daniel and Issa, that whole, hey, what are you doing here? Doesn't really happen often. It's like, oh, I see you, but let me stay over here. Or there's drama. Or like, you know, you're with one friend, but you know that that friend is a mutual friend between you and the ex-bay. So it's just like, you know, oh, it's negative. You know what I mean? And so I guess to kind of kick off this conversation, like, why does it have to be negative? 
you know? I think that was the first question that I had and as I prepared myself to kind of have fun this summer and be like my best thought possible, I, I don't want it to be negative if I run into somebody who, you know, I had something with in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why does it have to be negative? Why do you think? I feel like it has to do with Sometimes I think it has to do with how the encounter or relationship, whatever, ended. And, yeah. Um, you know, we may not end on good terms or... <laughs> I, I th- yeah, I think it has really all to do with how things ended because I think, thinking about Issa and Daniel, um, it was more of a pleasant encounter. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't end on a bad note. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. I don't remember. Not sure. Yeah, we should rewatch. But I figured, you know, when people are really hurt or when there's cheating involved or, you know, when things kind of go to the left or you're embarrassed or you feel shameful um, or you haven't had your closure or things just haven't. Um, you're not in it for whatever reason you're just not in a comfortable space to engage that individual Mm -hmm. you know what I mean for whatever reason you know it could have been a domestic situation you know whatever happened in the relationship during and when it ended I think it has a lot to do with that I think about us though and how we come on this show each and every week and talk about like you know wanting to do the work and I know there's not going to be like a complete 180 change overnight right but we try to do the work incrementally and try to make small changes if you haven't seen this you know past whatever you want to call it you know in months or like to a year or however long it may be and you guys happen to bump into each other does it have to be that awkward space like if we're actively trying to do the work shouldn't we have you know, at least healed a little bit where it doesn't have to just be so weird? I guess I'm thinking, like, if, let's say, like, you did the work, mm-hmm. right? And you're in a good space. But when you have that public encounter with your ex-boo or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're not welcoming, or their demeanor is off-putting, mm-hmm. or they seem like they're avoiding you or trying to act like you're not in the room, you know I'm right here. Yeah. But you, you're looking everywhere else except... You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that can also prevent us. Even though I may have done the work or you have may have done the work, yeah. I think the other person's body language and their vibe and all of that will also kind of... Be off-putting. Because if I'm about to walk up to you like, hey, what's up, nigga? Like, it's been a while, but you want some other shit. I might just turn around and go off and get back with my friends because I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to get mm. shut down. Um, what is it? Uh rejection right something that a lot of us have issues dealing with that's very interesting because i was gonna ask like would you you know just press forward but you you would you know just be like nah peace talk to you later i I definitely have okay um yeah have all of your sexual or romantic pairings ended in like bad terms no Mm -mm. no because sometimes shit just don't work out Mm -hmm. But sometimes it, it has been that, yeah. For yeah. the ones that ended even in good terms where it just didn't work out. Right. Did you guys, were you able to be friends or? Yep. Oh, you are? Well. Okay. He lives so far now that we're not like, but 
we don't mind checking in with, in with each other a couple times a year just to say, hey, how's my, how your mama doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, how's the dog doing? Because we spent so many years together. Yeah. Um, and before we, and, and it's crazy because I remember when we decided to break up, we went out on like, not a date, but we went out as a broken up couple and we had the best time that we had had in such a long time. Mm. And I remember us kind of like looking at each other like, wow, this is the most fun that we <laughs> have had in a while. Yeah. Um, it goes to show that a relationship can put a lot of strain on, you know, on things. Sure, sure. And sometimes when you come out of that space, you can find yourself a little more happier sometimes. I'm like struggling over here. You are? I am. Because I feel like that positive outcome can happen in any situation, whether or not it ended bad. But maybe that's my problem, and which is probably why <laughs> I wind up not understanding why like I don't have those super positive relationships with everyone that have that I've ended things with. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So like for me, if we and again, have no man, haven't really had a man in the past, but there have been situations where like, you know, me and an individual have stepped outside of the realms of like platonic friendship right and then it kind of just fizzled out phased out um but then after it it phases out i'm always in a space where i'm just like okay well we can still be cool right we can be friends this whatever we were doing in the past may not have worked but at the end of the day you started off as my friend so why can't we just build upon or have something similar to that friendship and i feel like there a lot of the guys that i've interacted with completely shut down yeah because guys don't like i was just saying thinking to myself like that's you just being very mature like and that's tough that's work right because even though i'm advertising that a part of me is just like fuck you you know what i mean (laughs) but but as i'm advertising it i'm actively yeah i'm pushing through you're just trying to do the right thing Yeah, yeah so even at like you know i talked to the premise of this conversation was like Finding somebody like in a social space that you used to kind of deal with and like how you would respond in that space. For me, I'm if we've had a connection, I'm not gonna sit here and ignore you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even if you are off putting, I'm not going to just act like you don't exist. I'm That's going to actually, be like, vulnerable and okay. be like, Hey, how are you? If then you don't wanna fuck with me, okay, I will go in my business. But Okay. At the end of the day, you're a human. And at the end of the day, I thought you were dope enough to do X, Y, Z, you know, enjoy your time in some facet. So why would I ignore you? You know, why would I be a bitch? That's interesting because I was talking to a close friend um, and friend of the show recently who told me they, you know, they have been in a relationship for a long time, many, many, many years, about 10 years. Um, they lived together and um, they broke up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said that he had started acting a little cold towards him. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't understand. Like, why is he very, like, off-putting to me? And I was like, you know what? Sometimes folks, and this was this particular situation that I was just telling him, you know, sometimes people don't know how to deal with their exes when they're in a new situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm they it's sometimes it's a little guilt a little shame and we were together so long i don't know how to act around you now being as though that i have moved on with my life but then you come around 
and now my feelings are all shook up. Have I moved on? See, you touched so something. So now, now I'm confused about how I feel. Yeah. So I would just rather avoid you. You touched. And not have to deal with this right now. You touched on two things, right? So if you have moved on, right? Mm -hmm. Couldn't there be a possibility that I did too? And even if mm -hmm. you saw me and you felt something, right? Couldn't it, there be a possibility that I felt something too? But we don't have to necessarily fall back into our old spaces just because we felt something there. Like, I, again, advertise with a lot of the people that I've kind of ended things with. Yeah, you can move on. I want to see you be happy. I would love to see you, you know, with somebody else who makes you happier than clearly I, or mm -hmm. makes you happy in a way that I could not, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, why is that hard to accept? Can, let me ask this. How successful do you think men are, particularly gay men, are at having friendships with people that they are attracted to or that they were attracted to in the past? I think you can if you set boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's basically like we were, some things we were talking about earlier. A lot of the shit that we find ourselves in or the lot of, the lot of things that drive some people's behavior is the fact that they, like, don't have boundaries. Right? So I think you can be in a friendship with someone you're attracted to as a gay man if you just set that boundary that mm -hmm. we're going to be friends. If you happen to cross that boundary, I think you have to count the cost of what those consequences will be and be prepared for those consequences. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if it does. <laughs> I don't know if it does. But short answer, yes, I think you can. I think it's possible too. I got a lot of fine friends, but I'm not fucking up. But... I think, unfortunately, especially in the gay community, um, when you see a group of attractive friends, mm. I think sometimes the people automatically assume, oh, y'all fucking, or y'all did fuck. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. that's not always the case. That's not always the case. So. Let me put a wrench in the situation, mm -hmm. right? Going back to, are you going to bang on the wall, sir? Is that the next door or outside? Leave it be. It's the next door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is upset that we got background music but let me put a wrench in the situation so we talked about being in a social space a barbecue a, a party or whatever and seeing somebody we used to deal with yeah. what if we can't avoid seeing the person we used to deal with because mm. they're in our friend group what happens then damn that makes it even more weird yeah. so you gotta process fast right cause you know it's only but a short while so the, I think the tricky part of that is that when it comes to friendships, it's it's uh, the foundation is loyalty, mm -hmm. and I think that it can be difficult when you have two exes in a group of friends because I feel like it could easily turn into a Real Housewife of Atlanta reunion, right? right. <laughs> Where it's just like, bitch, who you loyal to? Who's your friend? Right. You know what I mean? So that can be a little tricky. So what can we do to enjoy that space? if our ex whatever happens to be there i think communication mm -hmm. being transparent so that when we meet up for brunch it's not this awkward space mm. when we go out it's not like two of, two of us are over here the other two are over here and we're talking about each other or about the situation i think that you know just in general i think we can do a better job at communication and just being transparent about our feelings like it's okay for you to feel even if that's yo right now I'm fucking jealous or yo right now I'm pissed off own that shit right now yeah. I'm just whatever like own it and 
make sure you handle it. Yeah, don't let it consume you, yeah. but recognize yeah. that it's there. And I think with time, you'll be able to, you know, be in that space without those feelings coming up as strongly. Right. You know? Right. So let's say you get to that point. <laughs> We're just going down the whole story, nice, right? Nice. <laughs> Chronology. <laughs> Every choice you pick leads you somewhere else. Yes, I like it. So let's say you get to that point and you and your pals are, you know, back to square one. The friend group is popping. Like, everything is cool. But you start to be so comfortable with that ex that it feels like old times again, right? Do you allow yourself to cross those platonic lines once more? Why not? Okay! Because let me tell you something about the summertime <laughs> and Hennessy and apple juice. Aaron loved my, I mean, um, <laughs> oh, Aaron? he loved my response. Aaron, <laughs> you want to call me another name, bitch? <laughs> say my name, say my name. Okay. Be right. No if no one is around you. Okay. <laughs> say my name. <laughs> something feels strange. <laughs> <laughs> let me pop my back. I'm falling complain. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I always love when they do that part of it. Come on, DC3. Okay. Come on, Remix. Oh, you know what? I have to put that in my bullshit. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm just updating the hung pop. Thank gotcha. you for reminding me. Amen. But um, yeah, you said why not, right? Why but not? honestly, why not? I think though you have to use precautions. Right? And when I say that, I mean, before jumping into something that repeats the cycle of, ooh, back in bliss, then we fall off again, then we're in this awkward space, and then we have to work through that whole mess over again, right. I think there needs to be some sort of communication as to, you sure we're doing this again? You know, are you sure you want to go down this road once That's more? That's true. Let's keep it real. Be right? transparent. Communicate. Right. Sometimes it doesn't happen when the Hennessy is flowing, but I think it's something to be cognizant of. So that you avoid the mistakes mm. made before. Which is so interesting. It's crazy how everything's like tying into each other. Later on, um, you know, we're going to talk about Nas and Khalees. Hmm. And I listened to the interview she did um, with Hollywood Unlocked. And she talked about how like toxic their relationship became. Because they were such in a fantasy world with having a great time. Going out drinking, smoking, and you know, not really dealing with the reality of their relationship, which unfortunately led them down a, a really dark and bad path. Yeah. So I agree with you. Um, if we, you know, but I think that's also um, just taking ownership and being accountable in whatever situation that we put ourselves in. Yeah. So if it just so happens that you kicking it with an ex or someone you used to talk to and, you know, you're feeling like you want that old thing back, just, be, just hold yourself accountable. Um, communicate so that way Nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Including like yourself. An adult. Be an adult. Yeah. You could do a lot of shit if you choose to do it maturely. Yeah. Okay? All right. <laughs> well, that was cute. All right? And my final thought is, y'all heard how we feel about this first part of our summer prep? Having an ex in your space. If y'all choose to do it, good luck, girl. And um, send us an email if y'all choose to do it. Mark... Listen, if you have too much Hennessy and that West Coast heat hits you <laughs> and you and your ex choose to do what it do, tell us how it works out. <laughs> but don't That's forget crazy. to process and be mature. Always be mature. So like if Mark has an Issa moment where he runs into his ex at the bar. Okay, even Issa 
did it. She fucked Daniel. <laughs> all right, so it's not far fetched. But we don't want to do it how Issa did it. Not at all. She like that was fucked up her whole life oh. <laughs> because she was in a committed relationship. So if you're in a committed relationship and you guys have not discussed um, sleeping with other people outside your relationship, that would probably not be a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, you know, be transparent, communicate. Which can be hard because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. So we end up doing destructive things on the low, thinking no one's going to find out about it because we quote unquote don't want to hurt people's feelings. But the unfortunate, the unfortunate thing is that when and if shit comes to the light, Everybody's you have created it. even more of a shit storm mm-hmm. because you you lied. Yeah. So. And then what? Your partner's just full of resentment. Okay. Come on, resentment. Do you gotta come on? Do you? <laughs> Okay, because <laughs> I want to hear you sing. Nah, you got the mic. You the singer. I wish I could believe you. Uh-huh. Then I'll be all right. right. Well, now everything you told me. Hey! Listen, Beyonce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really doesn't That apply, was a song. Right? Yeah, it was. Okay? It was. To the way I, I feel inside. inside. Loving you was easy. easy. Once, Once upon a time. But now my suspicions of you have multiplied. Yes, yes. And it's all why? Because, because you lied. Hey! Hallelujah. That blessed me. I love that song. Okay? For sure. <laughs> so with that, let's move on to the hung pop. Let's move. Because it's a fucking doozy. Okay, I've never <laughs> seen so much hung pop in my life. It's too much. Yeah, this week a lot is going on. What you got for I us? I think you started off, right, by letting us know that the world has gone insane. All your shit got hacked, right? Yeah. People all up in your business, all up in your ID cards. No boundaries. All up in your computer, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yes. And then it seemed to have just trickled out into the world. So where do we even start? Um, I don't know, P. Ryan. So let's start with the delusional. Okay. Farah, I don't know if oh, you know her. Oh, shit. Also known as Luggage. Okay. Talking about she's ready for a Destiny's Child reunion. Well, we yeah. are too, sis. You just not going to be in it. You won't. Okay. You may get a ticket and sit next to me. I you can buy a ticket. Okay. <laughs> you can get your what ticket. she got a ticket and she was in the, what's the area in the front? where The, the pit. Right, but they have a name for that. For oh, the bee pit, the beehive pit, the beehive pit. I think. Oh. Um, what if she was in the beehive pit? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because that's the only. She not gonna get backstage, right? A full Destiny's Child reunion is Beyonce, Kelly, Michelle, Latoya, Latavia, and Solange because she had that pen while Destiny's Child was going up. Okay. That's Destiny's Child. She really DC did. Six. Yes, come that's on. That's Destiny's Child. Put some respect okay? on Solange's name. And if we yeah. really put facts on paper. When the Say My Name video came out, did you not think Farrah was just a backup dancer? I saw Kelly, Beyonce, and Michelle. Mm-hmm. Who did you see? I honestly can't. Re- I can't. I, I can't think of the video right now. Farrah did backup, right? And Beyonce told her to grab her luggage. So, sis, what we have to tell you today is grab a ticket. Wait, was that the video where the... Um, the rooms were changing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the colors. Okay, I remember that. Was she... Yeah, 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 yeah. Red, yellow, up. and blue, and mm-hmm. white, I think, were the colors. Yeah, it was real cute. It was. I really liked that video. Uh, Beyonce gave us the um, cornrows that went halfway back, and then, you know... She gave looks in every era. Love the girl. Farrah looked good in that video, though. She was a great backup dancer. She wasn't a vocalist. Has she done any... Never mind. So with that, (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned Nas and Khalees. Yeah. Heartbroke. Heartbroke. 
She said at the Chris Brown and Rihanna incident, she had bruises on her own body. Can you yes. imagine? Yes. Wow. Like, so I I gotta finish it, but I watched a video she did with Hollywood Unlocked. And, you know, like I said, she, you know, she mentioned that a lot of their relationship was spent drinking and partying. Mm-hmm. Um she said that Nas would black out because he drunk too much, and she said that made him really violent. Wow. Um, she said that, and it kind of reminded me of what's love got to do with it, the Tina Tor- the the, mm-hmm. uh, the Tina Turner story, mm-hmm. because she said he would buy her gifts after they would have these violent wow. fights. Wow. Um, and like you said, you know, Riri's picks really triggered her. Um, and you know, she said that's what made her wake up. And you know, she said that she wasn't ready to throw her career away and make her story about domestic abuse and people completely forget that she's an artist. An amazing one. And an amazing one. Like just listening to her talk in this interview really made me miss her music. Yeah. So I plan to spend the night, um, you know, kicking back and... Uh, listening to Khalees. Listen, that album Food was great. The album with 4th of July on it was like literally um, one of my undergrad summer jams. Yeah. She's amazing. And I was talking about, this just came out today, and so I was talking about it to one of my co-workers, and it really surprises me when women side with the abuser in domestic abuse cases, like done, or in domestic abuse situations done toward women. Like that, it really baffles me. Um, so, you know, Khalees is always in and out of courts. Like, she's in a nasty, you know, court dispute with Nas. Yeah. You know, she, as as time always goes by, she'll up the price of her spousal support or child support or whatever you want to call it. And so I tweeted today how I felt, and I was just like, money is not enough, but says run his pockets. Yeah. Run them, right? It's not enough, but literally expand your farm until it covers the whole state. Yeah. Right? Because you deserve, right? And it really won't even make up for the the mess that he put you through. One mm. of my coworkers, you know, and I don't know if she listened to the show, but she was just like, well, you don't know what she did. Because sometimes women provoke men, and sometimes they put their hands on men. And I'm just like... Well, this is what you can do. You can listen to the interview, because what I will say to that... I'm talking about your friend. Yeah, like, yeah. They can listen Go to ahead. the interview, yeah. because Khalees tells her story. Mm-hmm. She admits that. She's like, listen, I never claim to be sure. the good girl. Sure. She was like, mm, has Nas hit me? Yep. Mm, have I hit him back? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, she... She talks about the fact, like, yeah, we drunk together. Like, we would drink together. Um, But she says that, you know, she would never take it that far. Mm. Um, You know, he was really aggressive, which is crazy because I was talking to one of my coworkers about it, too, who's also from New York. Um, And she told me, she was like, Eric, New York men are very aggressive. Mm -hmm. She was like, I have hella girlfriends and have had and have known many women who have been in abusive relationships and i'm not gonna like say that only happens in new york because but you know we're talking about nas and khalees right now yeah yeah. so with that i'm wondering if there's like this this culture of you know we fight but we really love each other you know what i mean and then it gets to a point where you realize like when she saw riri this shit is unacceptable and it's tearing my life apart and you even just said if i'm hearing correctly like she said did i hit him back my dude that's not like self-defense yeah Okay. It was because you're she not just said gonna sit there and have somebody punching back in you. What you know said. what I mean? She said I would never start it, but I'll finish it. Uh, like okay. <laughs> 
straight up. You know, you guys got to watch the video. Um, she got really emotional. She she says that this is really the first time that she's ever even come out to start even mm -hmm. talking about this because she's wanted to protect his identity for so long. Yeah. Um, but she talks about all the fucked up shit that he's done to her, how she's lost properties, how she's lost money, how she's been embarrassed, how she's been lied about, and now she's finally getting a chance to come out and tell her story. One of the things that hit my chest was when she was just, you know, kind of affirming herself in the interview and said something to the effect of, I'm not weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, it, to yeah. me, that sounded like a processing in the moment. Like, oh no, I'm sure of this. I'm not some weak person who just held it all in. I had my reasons to do what I did, but now it's the time for me to come out. Yeah. So, you know, thoughts and prayers to the beautiful Khalees. For sure. Um, where else do we want to go with this? Child, Bill Cosby going to jail. Uh, and, and rightfully so. Okay. Okay. Now... What I was texting my friends is, and I know it's not going to be, but I hope this is a package deal. Why don't you rally them all up and send them to jail, right? Mm. Harvey Weinstein, the man who sits in the Oval Office, all these people, mm -hmm. right? And this is all, I feel like this hung pop is going to have not only a word for the situation, but a word for people, right? So similar to in the Nas and Khalees, where I don't understand women who side with the abusers in that sense. I don't understand women who are up in arms Talking about, oh, I can't believe they sent another black man to jail. Are you serious? Sis, they're sending a black man to jail who sexually assaulted women. As women, right? You are a woman, right? Some of these women have daughters. What the fuck are you saying? Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. And then a lot of people are just like, well, why did you wait so long? So clearly you're just blind to... The reasons why women keep silent, right? One of the reasons is how you're reacting right now. Who's believing you? And probably going to the R. Kelly concert this weekend. You know what? Got their ticket. VIP. Crazy. It's crazy to me. It really is. Some bullshit. Let's continue with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Let's continue. <laughs> Kanye. Wow. Right? I tweeted earlier this week. People are saying, bring back the old Kanye. I just want to put out there and stand firm in my word that the old Kanye is very much the new. I don't think that nigga changed. I think he was who he was from the beginning. Hmm. But he's deciding to show you different parts of himself as artists do as time goes by. Hmm. I can see that. I really do. I saw a lot of people tweeting um, he needs to go back and listen to College Dropout, his first album. Girl, he wrote it. He wrote it, but I think their point was... You sound so far removed mm -hmm. from the message yeah. that you... Well, maybe he is, right? So... But I'm, we can change. I've been... Yeah, we can change. Like, I can put out a body of work today, mm -hmm. and then 10 years from now... Put out something totally different. Put out something totally different. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of... <clears throat> so, you know, the thing that got people up in arms is that he, you know, states boldly that he likes Donald Trump. You know, he supports him. And I think where people get up in arms is you're clearly supporting someone who oppresses people who look like you. I want those of us to remember a time where I think Kanye was questioned on racism and bigotry. And he said out of his mouth, I don't believe the world is divided on race. I think it's a class issue. Right? And for me, that kind of made sense as to why he would now come out and say, I like Donald Trump. Donald Trump is out here oppressing people who look like you. But you don't give a fuck about that because you don't see it as a race thing. You see it as class. You see this man as passing oppressive laws, right, to preserve 
wealth in a certain air in a certain sphere. You happen to be in that sphere, right? So does Kanye care about people getting money? I don't think so. I think he cares about preserving his own, which would make sense as to why he His shoes cost the, the what they Hello? Did. His clothes are not for people like you and me. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. and so if this man represents a preservation of that wealth and and keeping it in a, amongst a certain group, I can see why he fucks with him. Do I think it's right? Absolutely not. But I, it's not right. And yeah, it's not right at all. It's crazy because today I was having a conversation with my coworker about. She was talking to me about how family members that she knows um, went off, got PhDs at these Ivy schools and mm-hmm. how she just can't stand to be around them sometimes. And I said, you know, that's that elitist black shit that is really, um, really a form of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, it's fucked up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where, you know, as a black person, you have um, accumulated such and such, whether that be degrees or wealth or accolade, and you maybe um, on purpose or maybe not on purpose, you kind of detach yourself from your people. Absolutely. Or where you could better serve a, 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 a good purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because privileged white folks don't need anything else. They don't need anything else. But you're playing into this foolishness. And to say things like Barack Obama spent eight years in office and did nothing, yet throughout those eight years, you were riding his coattails, right? And before they said George Bush doesn't care about black people Mm -hmm. when, wasn't it Hurricane Katrina? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it shows me that you are honestly just trying to get in where you can profit the most or you feel like because there's an album coming out will be it'll be the best business move for you and like you have people like chance putting in like bullshit noise talking about oh black people don't have to be democrats nobody said that because there are plenty of black republicans but when you side with bigotry that's where the the bigotry comes comes back to bite okay okay and it will it'll come back to bite right What's another thing? Oh my goodness, there is one thing on the tip of my tongue about Kanye. Oh, here's where I read people in this um, this sphere. Kanye released a picture of him talking to John Legend and John saying like, yo, you know, you have a lot of people who look up to you. Like maybe you should kind of think again about who you're siding with in this social social situation. And... Kanye basically said, that's me acting in fear. Like, you talking about my fans or whatever is a fear tactic to make me close off my freedom of expression or my free thinking, right? And that sounds like Kanye, because one thing about Kanye is that he never likes to feel stifled Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. feel like he can't express himself. Sure, You know what I mean? I saw a lot of quotes of that tweet saying, oh, but he's right, right? People are stifling his free thinking. Nobody's stifling shit because he's thinking his own thoughts and And he's putting them out into the ether. (laughs) Nobody's stifling anything. And I think what's so interesting is that the people saying that, oh, Kanye is right, have a lack of regard for people and their feelings similar to how Kanye does, right? So those apples don't fall far from that Kanye tree, right? Kanye has shown that he clearly does not care, does not give a fuck about what people think, how his words impact others, how his actions impact others. And I think it's so funny that people who ain't making half of what Kanye's making think the same way and their actions kind of reflect his actions. Yeah. And, and 
your actions, his actions do have consequences. I, you know, a lot of people have unfollowed him, mm-hmm. like um, uh, Janelle Monet, Justin Bieber, Kendrick Lamar, Rihanna, The Weeknd, uh, Katy Perry, Ariana Grande, Drake, just to name a few, have unfollowed him on social media, and that in and of itself kind of made a statement that you know people are just not fucking with what he's, he's doing, about right yeah. now where it gets tough though is the music right? it's so good right well not even his own album coming out right but he literally listed all of the people that he's had hands with right so he's doing a mixed album like a joint album with. oh i see okay yeah, who yeah, you yeah. doing it with you remember no he's doing it with somebody right he's producing tiana taylor's album yeah, I right? do remember that. So do we cancel everybody because they... And I wonder how she feels about this. We saw she ain't tweet shit. I don't know. But do we cut all these other people off because he's had hands in there? No. In their shit? I wouldn't. Mm-mm. Right? Nope, I wouldn't. Who knows? Ugh. I wouldn't. But if you don't fuck with Kanye because of what he's saying, just like he has the, you know, the freedom to say what he wants to say, you have the freedom to... To act accordingly. Yeah. Hey. I do want to touch on Housewives of Atlanta, but we'll get there. Let's not touch on the Kim situation, but do you want to touch on anything else? So I just had a few honorable mentions. Uh, Venom trailer uh, is out. Uh, I think... um, Damn it. This freaking... I want to say later on this year... Sorry, y'all. My computer's just being like crazy... Um, October 5th, 2018, Venom is set to be released. I'm excited for Marvel, it. Marvel, I'm excited as well. The trailer is out. Um, looks like it's going to be directed by Ruben... Stutter? No, it's <laughs> like Fleischer, I believe. And it's starring um, Michelle Williams, Tom Hardy, Riz Ahmed. Which Michelle Williams? You know, the white one. Oh, okay. <laughs> you never know. Dawson's Creek. Okay. Dawson's Creek, Michelle Williams. <laughs> what if Williams. she came through with Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> All of the venom. I'm like, yes. And where's your, your long sleeves? Okay. And, and your holiness suit. <laughs> and your chills. I, I love it. So um, you guys check out the Venom uh, trailer. It's pretty dope. I'm looking forward to that coming out. And um, I also wanted to shout out a website that um, I found this week. It's called brandless.com. B-R-A-N-D-L-E-S-S. It is a really dope website. Everything on their website from food, household items, beauty, personal care, health, home, and office items. Everything is $3. Oh, nice. And they are able to do that because they don't have any it's not a brand everything is just like if you get if you order a bag of chips it's just gonna say bag of chips on the front like there's no brand that's cute because you know if you study consumer shit you know that a lot of the money that we put into the stuff we buy is the brand Mm. you know what I mean so um, everything is $3 you guys should definitely check it out looks like you can get free shipping on orders $39 and up um, brandless.com is not sponsoring this episode, but I wanted to shout them out because I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. well, amidst <laughs> all the bullshit, there is balance, right? So with all of the craziness in the world, Janelle Monet has rocked our worlds for the better, right? Uh, yeah, so, she has. Okay. Dirty Computer <laughs> has dropped, or for some of us will drop tomorrow. Um, and I'm just excited about it. I'm excited. I 
purchase the album instead of just streaming it from Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's I'm your just, girl. I know you love her. I love her. And yeah. I will be going on that tour. There's not a tour date in Philadelphia, but maybe I'll just, you know, try to rustle up some coins to go travel somewhere and see the girl. Are you here for her being a pansexual? I'm here for her being a pot and pansexual, okay? <laughs> Anything you want to be, sis, I'm here for it. Yeah, that was pretty dope. So she actually um, dropped that little jewel today. Mm-hmm. Um, Which she, we knew. We She, in an interview with Rolling Stone uh, Thursday today, she told them that she identifies as a queer black woman in America um, who has been in relationships with both men and women. Yeah. Um, she said she considers herself to be a free love proponent. Um, she said she ran about she read about pansexuality not too long ago, and you know she really said, "Wow, these are things that I identify with too." And she wanted to you know just be more open about learning more about who she is. So I just I just fucks with it. Not that pansexuality is for everybody because it's not, but just the fact that she is so secure with herself mm-hmm. that she's willing to learn more about who we who we are. You know we we are, we you you hear folks saying. You never stop learning, and the best teachers are the best learners. And it's just like, even who we are as an individual, you know, when we look in the mirrors and our, we think our jobs reflect who we are and our cars and our clothes, sometimes you can reinvent yourself um, because you identify with a different part or you see something different. Just being open to exploring yourself, yeah. no matter what that looks like, I fucks with. I just feel I'm ready to explore. <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least, Meek Mill is free. Yeah, he is. Yeah, great he, news. He is. And he looks kind of delicious. He does. He, he's... He bought you, you know, Meek always... I always thought Meek was a cute guy. Yeah. I mean, we, we know that Nikki saw, you know, a few other things in him besides that cute uh, that cute face. He looked... To me, he just reminds me of... A Philly boy. Mm-hmm. He that looks I just like to cuddle up with. Yeah, he is cute. <laughs> he did that. So, um, some people were here for him coming out. Some people weren't. Um, and I was trolling uh, the, the the Twitter earlier today, and I saw a tweet from Samar it says Meek Mill did more time in jail for a mistake he made a decade ago than George Zimmerman, a murderer, Brock Turner, a rapist, and the officers who killed Tamir Rice. Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, Mike Brown, Eric Gardner combined, let that sink in. And so I think that whether you like it or not, you know, how the judge handled the situation and whether or not you like the judge, you know what I mean? There's something to say about how black and brown people are treated at work. Absolutely. We could talk about, uh, you know, the wage gap. We could talk about the justice system, how we're treated, you know, how a white guy and a black guy doing the same thing will get charged differently. You know, how a white guy and a black guy doing the same job will make different, you know, wages. The, this is, it's real, you know what I mean? So I, I just wanted to, you know, welcome me back home. I'm, you know, we may run into him. Oh, I would love this weekend. Okay. At the pride. (laughs) <laughs> because he's probably on parole, right? So he can't leave. Maybe we can visit him. Give him some Christian comfort. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Christian comfort. Okay. But it's going to keep long in this heat. <laughs> Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the hung up or hanging up. I believe in free thinking. But I don't believe in free thinking if it's rooted in 
or at the expense of the oppressed. If your free thinking is used as fuel by oppressors to continue to oppress black people, minorities, I, I, I think it's bullshit. I'm saying this with love and out of love. Sup, y'all? We back? Yes, we are. And it is time for the hung up or hanging up portion of our show. <laughs> and the are reason we why collaborate this week. Go ahead, bitch. My yes, we are. Okay, and I'm glad we're on the same wavelength because listen, this one for me took the icing on, on like was the icing on the cake mm. of the bullshit, right? Mm. So as far as like Kanye, Bill Cosby, this young lady just took it to the extreme for me, yeah. right? And so before we even get to this bitch, and I say that with a full. B-I-T-C-H. She's okay? a nasty and piece of work. That order. <laughs> She's a nasty piece of work. Do you see her how I spelled it wrong? <laughs> oh, no, I spelled it right. B-I-T-C-H? Yeah. Oh, did. my gosh. This portion of the show was brought to you by... We moved from wine and whiskey to a little tequila. So, hey. <laughs> Before we even talk about her... Which, unfortunately, is what Khalees said she would drink with Nas when oh he would black gosh. out. So. Yeah. Oh, my mm. gosh. Mercy. Help us. Before we get to her, I want to talk about something more general, right? Which is white women, some white women, and their tendency to shake up a situation and then cry when it doesn't go in their favor. Mm, Those tears. Okay. And this is not not something to happen out of the blue. This is something that happens historically, right? Since slavery days. White women will really shake shit up for people of color, specifically <laughs> black folk, right? Yes. From Emmett Till all the way down to this person we're about to talk about today, yeah. right? Yeah. And then when they're uncovered to be about that bullshit, they want to cry and be like, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. I'm actually a good person. I don't even see color. I don't see race. Let's go down this person's history book, right? From season one. Oh, shit. Right? She had an assistant named Sweetie. I remember Sweetie. Right? Who she treated like a damn slave. Yeah. Right? Sweetie quit. Probably because she called her a black bitch. (laughs) She came on a show, a certain show that we all love, and said, I don't want to go to Deshaun's barbecue and eat chicken. (laughs) And watermelon. Right? We had shrimp and we had... Lamb. We had lamb and shrimp. Okay? Then she want to, you know, use her black castmates to get a come up in the world. Right? Think she can sit here and kiki and be tardy for her parties and all this stuff, right? And then at the end, when she's gotten her own little show, she's out here hanging out with Chrissy Teigen, taking botched pictures with her and her daughter and Larsa Pippen <laughs> and Chloe right. Kardashian and all these people. Mm-hmm. Then she wants nothing to do with these black women. She comes back to the show, right? Tries to start drama with every single one. And on the moment they try to, they put their foot on her neck and don't let her deal with that carry on with that bullshit no more she wants to cry Kim Zolciak we're talking about you sis and we are hanging up on you today and we encourage everyone including Bravo TV to hang up on this girl too and so Andy got her together in that bathroom now yeah I just want well I want to hear your reactions to the show to that to that final episode in particular that yeah. reunion episode yeah. so I know she recently came out and was just like what I said was taken out of context so Maybe what we can do is read what she said from her mouth, because we got quotes, right? And see if we took anything out of context. She said that, oh, I wasn't talking about um, racism not being powerful. I was talking about social media. So what we're going to do for you, Ms. Zosiak, is read what you said. 
on the show in those last 30 seconds. Because you said what you said. Mm -hmm. She told Andy, put yourself in my shoes. Mm -hmm. Five African-American women just hammered me. I couldn't even speak. And you know some, because there are some, I'm just going to say, before y'all come up on this show, there are some white women who, you know, are genuine people, who are nice, who we fuck with. I, I too, have white yeah, women friends, absolutely. right? Yeah. But there are some white women who love to position black women, black people, people of color in general, as these violent beings who are so angry, I didn't even have a time to speak. Right. They just came for me. You didn't ask me not one positive thing. Well, let, let's before we get to the positive thing, yeah. They hammered you? No, they didn't, sis. They literally took clips where you presented your words. You enacted different lies behaviors and, and held you accountable for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nini just asked you, where was your scooter? Okay? Where is it? Where is it? We where still don't know where scooter? it is. Then <laughs> you want to bring up all sorts of bullshit about Nini's past. Well, she brought up yours, too. She was like, well, you were posing as a nurse at a strip club. You want to talk about me stripping. Right. Were you not doing the same thing? Right. Right? Because she was saying all that time in the beginning that she was a nurse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you was a nurse at a strip club. At a strip club. Okay. And, and Nene spilled all your tea. And then she wanted to still... And it's interesting how they held on to that. Yeah. Because what I do remember hearing them talk about, um, I think at the last, uh, the second installment of the reunion was, listen, there's a lot of things that go on off camera. That you don't know. We just mm -hmm. have an agreement where it's certain shit that we're not even going to bring here. But she wanted to put things out, so they so did too, did. Yeah. right? Yeah. And then she wanted to, I hated how she went for these different black women and were just kind of like, well, I have my own show. Nini got that ass together. She's like, How, what about it? Yeah, why, why, tell us why do you Why do you have that show? show? And she couldn't answer it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is, is why because, they stopped filming now. Is it because five African-American women were hammering you all the time and you mm -hmm. couldn't speak and you told them, oh, I, I can't deal with this and I, I'm going to need my own show. Right. Bye. Okay. Just like Nene told you, bye. Bye. Get that ass on. Okay. Nene was not playing. Okay. Not at all. Let's follow up with another <laughs> statement that she said. Since we took it out of context, out of her <laughs> mouth, she said, "This whole racism thing in this day and, and age, age is bullshit." <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, in this day and age, it's especially prevalent, mm -hmm. and it's especially problematic. Mm -hmm. In this day and age. We see it more because we're armed with video cameras. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for video cameras, y'all would still be saying, what y'all talking about? And to you, for you to say it's bullshit, it's you saying that it is not real. And just like Kanye, I'm not going to say that this is new thought. How you feel now is how you felt in the past, right? And then I want to combine that sentence with this. Every one of those motherfuckers, the, referring to all them black women up on that show, right? Every one of those motherfuckers on that couch owe this whole world an apology for this racism shit. They tried to claim that shit long ago. Sheree, as you know, we'll get to Sheree. She said, nobody brought, bought into it, right? And when I feel like this is what she was talking about as far as things getting taken out of context. Mm -hmm. The it I think she was referring to was her, the claim that she's a racist. Nobody bought into it because social media wasn't there. The proof is in the pudding. So nobody believed that my ass was racist because y'all didn't have social media and couldn't pull receipts so quickly, right? And then she follows up and says, and racism wasn't all that real. Wow. Not my word, sis. Yours in that 30-second clip, right? So not only are you saying, from what I'm perceiving, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, please weigh in, hungapod at gmail.com. 
You not only are you saying that nobody bought into the fact that you were a racist because social media couldn't highlight you, but you are also buying into the idea that racism is not a thing. Despite the fact that people have racist encounters on the minute, mm -hmm. much less the day. Mm -hmm. What and are you the, talking about? And the fact that you like you live in Atlanta, which mm -hmm. I, well, I'll say that well, that doesn't can, have anything to do with yeah. anything. Because, but you're on a cast with all these black ass women. That you and like you and Sheree, like mm -hmm. this is one thing, and I've said it before. Like one thing with me and my white friends is that I can't have one that's detached like that. If you riding this train of well, what's wrong with y'all black people? Like why y'all still angry? Mm -hmm. And you really don't understand the plight of black people, then you can't be no friend of mine. And you're so, so Sheree, dumb. you phony as fuck for even. Oh, like, oh, let's not get there yet. Okay, let's not get I'll... there yet because that one we gotta work. Okay. <laughs> But you are so dumb where you can be blind to racism in the lives of your castmates, the lives of people who live in Atlanta, right? And so tone deaf that you take it as far. Not only, remember, you called Nene a moose during previous... Oh, yeah. Forgot about Previous that. season. Mm -hmm. But then she has gotten to a place in her career where she literally is the baddest bitch in the reality TV game. One of them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're going to say she got roaches. So basically, you're taking all of her accomplishments and being like, not, they're nothing because you still fit this welfare queen stereotype with and, roaches up in your house. And the fucked up part about that part of the show was, you know, she tried to act like she didn't understand why the whole and she knew what she was doing was fucked up. So when they tried to be patient with you and explain to you, including Candy, she still chose to ignore it. You still mm -hmm. chose to ignore it, and that just, you know. And what is that called? White ass privilege, mm. okay? To pretend that it's not there. Yep. Let's follow up. There's one, is there one last quote? Oh no, she basically told Andy, as you said, you didn't ask me any positive questions. And this kind of hurt my spirit too, in a way, or like at least touched my soul, right? Because I think what a lot of people who perpetuate racism, but I feel like a lot of people perpetuate racism, but then try to position themselves and make themselves look like good people. Right. So, yes, I buy into racism. Yes, I choose not to see color. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though you're going through all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. We're all the human race. Right. And they try to pad it with, oh, but I'm a good person. Right. I have businesses. I have a family. I have this. I have that. I do this for this community. Mm -hmm. I do that for that. One. But bitch, you're still fucking racist and you still perpetuate racism. Right. Right. That doesn't take away from anything. And, and that's the thing. And I think. I like how you, what you just said. I, I I think that you don't have to be racist to do and say racist and prejudice shit. And subscribe subscribe and to subscribe the system. Subscribe to the system. And perpetuate the system. Um, I, there's a term for that, and it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't get it. Is it like complicit racism? I, ooh, maybe that is it. I don't know. Don't quote me. Quote a book. She's a mess, right? Now let's get to shucking and jiving, stuttering ass charade, okay? You had all this mouth when Candy was trying to correct you with them damn joggers, but you ain't have shit to say in the, in the clips? Well, Where is your mouth? And then didn't Kim kind of come at Sheree in the bathroom? Uh, okay, she got Sheree the fuck together. Why didn't like, you stand you up for me, Sheree? Sheree's sweetie number two. Nene said it. Sweetie 2.0. All Sheree could say was, oh, I'm not here to fight your battles. Okay. But you were out there on set fighting them. 
It goes to show that Sheree really doesn't have any loyalty. <laughs> no loyalty. But she also don't have no damn sense. Where are your words? Where is your mouth? And with that, hang up on Kim, hang up on Sheree. Sis, your show, they stopped taping. Tardy for the party. So you don't have to rest on that for too long. And I hope Andy cancels the shit. You tried to come for these girls talking about, oh, Chrissy Teigen and I are friends, sweetie. Chrissy Teigen went on Love B. Scott and said, I don't know the bitch. I met her as many times as I met NeNe Leakes. Catch it. And to add fire to fury, Big Papa still ain't getting no divorce. So from season one when NeNe was just like, and he not getting no divorce. Close your legs to married men. It all came out in the wash. Fuck you, Kim. And your daughter. She look. Have you ever seen that meme of the plastic clown? Like that clown face? I'm going to have to show it to you. And I'll probably, we should post it on the Instagram and tag her. Brielle <laughs> Beerman. Okay. I liked when Nene said, um, Andy asked her about her tweet to Brielle. And Nene was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I said it because I'm a black mother. Okay. And since her mother is Won't not say nothing. Mother, I'll do it. Okay. Because it fell out of your funky pussy. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Lanethia Leaks. Okay, that's my bitch. That tweet, I was I like, am hung up. I was a little shook, though. When I, I was like, oh, my God. Let me tell you. I will <laughs> forever be hung girl, up on Lanethia The roach fell out of her funky leaks. pussy. I said, my God. Okay. My God. Miss Nene. Help us. She always has my support. So, with that, y'all, that has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P-R-Y-A-N. And I'm Eric. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante, D-A-N-T-E, Cole, C-O-L-E. Come on, Akila, you better spell. Come on, now. <laughs> find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D, Facebook.com, slash Hung Up Continue to send your emails and feedback, all that good stuff to hungupod at gmail.com. And thank you guys so much for your ratings. Keep them coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can find a man who, unlike Croy Beerman, won't find a partner who's fucking racist or won't deal with a partner who's racist. Kim's ass. And those fucking lips. She looked horrible. She looks crazy. It looked like the, the, someone injected the Botox in her lips right before she came on set. Listen. It was just horrible. She looks crazy, okay? She looks like how her spirit probably is. Disgusting. Bye, y'all. Peace. Bye. Put yourself in my shoes. Damn, Five African-American women just hammer. Like, I couldn't even speak. Like My mind's a whirlwind. This whole racism thing in this day and age is bullshit. Like, every one of those motherfuckers on that couch owe this world a f***ing apology for this racism They already tried to claim that long ago, Sheree, as you know. Nobody really bought into it because the social media wasn't there and racism wasn't all that real. And you know what? What would you like me to have done? There wasn't a positive question. Like, I have a very successful marriage. I have beautiful children. There was nothing positive. Well, guess what? I gotta tell you something. There was also, there was nothing positive, unfortunately in your story from the season.